This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm James Quinn and I listen to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Gerald Sibon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pidillo. And I love listening to Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Yeah, I just sobered up, I think, when I scored. David Lucas was the first one. I just heard. Paul's on about, should we go in fancy dress tomorrow and all this? And I'm thinking now, I'm pissed, but I'm thinking, I, I know where a cut-off point is, you know what I mean? You can't. And for some reason in your head, and I spoke to another player that has done exactly the same, you think in your head, I'm going to handball this and I'll get away with it. That's That was going on in my head. trip down memory lane. Uh, this is part two in a little mini-series where we take a look back at some of the memorable moments in the history of Sheffield Wednesday uh, during the off-season. This this time it's the 2005 League One playoff final. Uh, both me and Jamie can say that we were there this time. Unlike the Even 91. though Jamie's been for most of it? We'll get on to that, we'll get on to that. Uh, unlike the 91 League Cup final, uh, obviously we're too, too young for that one. Uh, first of all, Jamie, you had me flying solo last week. How, how were Portugal? <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, I just went and got pissed. I got pissed for a week in Portugal and left it to yourself. <laughs> now, even though we were both there, we didn't think that would be enough. So we've drafted in a few other people to share their stories and experiences. First of all, we've got Steve, another Wednesday night who were there that day. How are you, Steve? You all right, mate? I'm really well, mate. Thank you. Good stuff. When did you start following Wednesday then? Me? Oh, 1983. Um, before that, I, would, I mean, I was very young at the time. My brother-in-law took me to my first game there in the 83-84 season, and I was hooked from day one. Um, and that season, we got promoted as well. Um, before that, I um, believe it or not, I supported Leeds. Oh, <laughs> if I'd have known that, I wouldn't have invited you on. <laughs> yeah. I was about, you know, when you're about seven or eight years old and everybody at school supports the same team. and then. Yeah. I had a strongball kit. That was my first ever kit. You used to buy what you liked, didn't you? What you yeah. liked, look of. 
yellow strong ball one across front. He used to be right baggy. I used to wear my football socks up, my shorts right up here. And he used to be like, look at me, I'm so good at football. You didn't, you didn't have Viduka on back, did you, Jamie? <laughs> no, I had Smith. Now, now, we've also got someone that actually played in the, in the match that day. 29th of May 2005 on a boiling hot day in Cardiff. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Northern Ireland International with 50 caps to his name, uh, James Quinn. How are you, James? You all right? Doing all right, lads. Good stuff. Good. It looks great. To our listeners, it looks really cool, by the way. I was expecting really a lot longer, yeah? but it looks even cooler <laughs> with like a skinhead. It looks, it looks wicked. It's not a skinhead. It's not a skinhead. Like... It, it is. It, compared to what you'd probably like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we get on to that amazing day, uh, I just want to go back to start of the season. Now, obviously, we're second season in the third tier after finishing a disappointing 16th uh, the season before. Uh, but we brought in a whole host of new players that season. We've got Steve McLean from Rangers, Lee Peacock from Bristol City. There were Chris Brunt, JP McGovern, Glenn Whelan. I, I could go I could go on. There were, there were so many new, uh, new players. I mean, I think out of that side that started in the final, I was looking, I think there were only... Lucas and Richard Wood that were there the season before. There were that many new uh, really? new names. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, we didn't st- didn't spend much either. Most were on freeze, so good wheeling and dealing from uh, Chris Turner, obviously, work manager at the at the time. Uh, a lot left as well. Your good friend and probably, probably one of your best players, Jamie John Bezweatherick. He left season before, oh, didn't he? Oh my god! <laughs> Takes you back that Don't one, doesn't it? James, can you remember him? John Bezweatherick. You're not going to say yeah. No way. No. Yeah, exactly. Right. Come on, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, I speak to any Wednesday eye, and every Wednesday I can remember John Bezweatherick. Yeah, because he's the worst player we've ever had, ever. You know, <laughs> you know the most memorable thing about him? He, he once had a shot against Scunthorpe in the cup, and it hit the post. Like, you know, we could, we could, no one could believe it. It was miles out, right? And he was obviously going for corner flag because he hit post. <laughs> like, he must have been going for corner flag. But it was the worst... <laughs> Player we've ever had in our life. It was so bad. We used to go every time we got him. We used to go, oh god, oh god. He, could you Bez Weathering? So we used to say we'd rather have Bez. You know, Happy <laughs> Mondays, wherever it is. We'd rather have that Bez. He's a, he's a copper now, you know. Hey, he's a cop. He's a copper down in Plymouth. He's, he's one ugly <laughs> copper, then, isn't he? <laughs> We're not getting him on. Um, he's got more chance yeah. to score in now. He's a copper than he did when he played. Yeah, I mean, a few others that uh, went out of doors. Well, Kuche went to Ipswich, Grant Alt went to Rochdale, Alan Quinn, Lloyd Awusu. So I said there were lots of players in, and uh, and lots of lots of players players out. But Lloyd Awusu, and that's when that's when they left. Two thousand four. Yeah. Like God, it feels like they were might seasons before players like John Paul McGovern and that. I know. God. I know. What What can you remember, Jamie, from from start of that season? It was just it were it was all them players that came in and. Were you expecting much that season? Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, because because it would it was just very exciting. Like you would sign eleven new players or something, didn't we? We didn't know what to expect to any of them all like that. And then first game when you see Glenn Whelan centre mid, run on left, JP McGovern at right, even I don't know, just just all of them. They were, they were just, you could tell they're all fresh and all wanted. Then Brunt, Brunt scoring world is within like three or four games, and you're just thinking, like, well, what, how could it be bad? How could it be a bad thing? Do you know what I mean? How could we not have a chance with these players? So, yeah, he was so young, Chris Brunt as well at the time when we got him. But you could just tell that him and Whelan were always going to um, just get better and better. Yeah, they were raw. Yeah, they they were raw. They just wanted it. They wanted it. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean obviously, after after that, we, we slipped a bit down the table and um, obviously went on that amazing run around uh, around Christmas. I think they were one, one defeat 
uh, in eighteen from Christmas to to end of March, and that's when and that's when you came in, weren't it, James? Um, you you came in around January time. Uh, obviously, Chris Turner got the got the sack, and uh, and Paul Sturrock came in. Um, can you just just want to tell everyone how, how that came about when I, when you came to came to sign for Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I was. Um... I'd left Holland um, over the Christmas break. We had a, a Christmas break in uh, over Christmas, uh, and you didn't start back to January. I ended up, I decided not to go back, and um, ended up coming home and uh, training with MK Dons. Who was you playing for in Holland, James? Uh, a team in English. It's called Willem. Willem yeah, yeah. Willem Two or Willem Twee, as you as you say in Dutch. In Dutch. Um, so I'd, I'd been there nearly three years, um, came home, a bit quiet, a bit of a gamble really. And then luckily I got a phone call from, from Paul asking me to come up and train for a week, um, which I did. Um, the rest of history, you know, offered me a deal to the end of the season and snapped their hands off, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you said before that he tried, to, uh, he tried to sign you before that, didn't he, as well? Yeah, I think, he, and he said to me, he said to me in the first session, because I, I hadn't trained properly, and I probably had been off about, for about four weeks, so my fitness weren't weren't really up there, and he was probably right. Um, <clears throat> but he said to me, you know, I tried to sign you three years ago when you left West Brom, I remember you, and this and that, and I just remember you, all you did was run run the channels, run the channels. He said, that's how we play here. We just put it in the channels, put it in the channels. I said, I'll be honest with you, Paul. I said, I've been playing in Holland for three years, mate. Everything just comes into my feet now. And he went, mm, I don't know if you'll do for us. James, you know, when you say that about fitness and whatever, is, 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 it, is it that mad? When you don't play for a month, is your fitness really good that bad just for one yeah, month? Yeah, frightening, frightening. Mad. Like, probably, I'd say probably three or four weeks, you feel it. It'll take you a good week, two weeks to get back into it again. Even... Even when I didn't, if say I had a little hamstring or something like that, I didn't train for a week, 10 days. The difference in in your feet when you come back and train after that long, you know, the, the ball it takes you two or three touches to get hold of it rather than normally one or two. It does, it takes you, it takes you a while just to get back into it, get back into feeling your normal right. self. It's, it's weird to explain, but, um, you know. Never had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> nor, nor did I, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the atmosphere like? In can you remember what the atmosphere like when you when you came into Sheffield Wednesday at the time? In the dressing room or in the in the stadium or just in general, really? Yeah, in that dressing room, like the general feeling in the in the camp when you, you know that that team that you came into. Yeah, I, I remember walking in the first day, um, and I seen Brunty. I sort of knew Brunty anyway um, from Northern Ireland. He'd been in a couple of under twenty one squads and what have you. Um, and I knew a couple of, I knew Peaks, um, Proudy, Luke's, you know, just from playing against them in the past and, and what have you. Um, so I knew a few of them, so I was easy enough to, to get on in the, in the dressing room. Before you say, can I ask you a question about Proudlock? Do you, do you think he, he, he had so much potential and didn't make it sort of thing? With I was a good player, proud. He was a, he was a good player. He was a, bit of a, he was a bit of a loose cannon off him. <laughs> He was a great lad. Don't get me wrong. I got on really well with Proudy, but he was uh, he enjoyed himself off the pitch, and then that yeah. was probably his downfall, to be fair. But um, yeah. yeah, but the, the, the first I remember, I walked in because I've 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 been at big clubs that have been underperforming, but I've never been at a, a club that size that was so far underneath where they should be, 
and you yeah. think, you know, this is going to be tough because that you, whether you like it or not, whether you feel pressure or not, you, you're going to have 20 or thousand playing against. I, I remember we played Torquay at home in one game, and and you, I'm looking. It's a, I know it's a cliche, but it's a cup final for Torquay. I see the players yeah. looking round the ground and can couldn't believe it and. Yeah, and that's tough. No pressure on them. Absolutely no pressure. But what I got straight away from our, from the lads when I walked in, they were um, they were pretty fearless. To be quite honest with you, they were either young that had you know had nothing to lose. They were just starting off in their careers, or they were good, humble, hardworking pros that Lovely no bully. egos. Like Bully, Bully was a typical example. Yeah, best wow. captain I've ever played for. He was just he just pulled everything together. He was he was fantastic. And um I just got that sense that they ain't gonna be affected by it. They're just just hard working lads. And um and it, it, it proved that way, you know. It was don't get me wrong, some days were tough when you when you're getting beat or not winning, they start getting on your back a little bit, but <clears throat> we had enough strength mentally in that squad um, and enough talent as well, to be fair, to deservedly go up, I think. And I'll tell you something, James. That, that one of the most memorable ever Wednesday goals that I remember you scoring at Hull. The goal at Hull. It's been 2-1. Yeah. Like 2-1, the last kick of game or something. Yeah. I went me- absolutely mental. Why I was so relieved, I think a lot of people forget, I'll give away the penalty to make yeah, it 1-0. Ridiculous handball. Just one of... I did it twice in my career. I did it once for Blackpool at Carlisle and I did it in, in that game. And I, I could have headed it and for some reason, in your head, and I spoke to another player that has done exactly the same, you think in your head, I'm going to handball this and I'll get away with it. That's, that was the going on in my head. And I, as soon as I did it, I thought, what have I just done? And I turned around and the lads Bully and uh, Woody are appealing that I didn't do it. And I thought, lads, it's the most obvious penalty I've ever seen in my life. But honestly, God, I can't explain it. I still can't explain it to this day. But um, Stewie Elliott, my teammate for Northern Ireland, scored. So that's why I was jumping around at the end, because I'd got out of jail. Well, not because you scored a 93rd minute winner. No, because I thought Paul was going to kill me as soon as I get in there for giving away the penalty. Thank God. There's a bit of a story behind the training before before that game, isn't there? Before the whole game. Yeah, I just sobered up, I think, when I scored. (laughs) Yeah, do do you want to elaborate for people that don't know? Again, look, you, you can go on as many coaching courses and what have you and listen to all these foreign managers speak about tactical formations and this and that. I've never seen anything like it in my life, to be quite honest. Yeah, probably, you know, biggest game in many years at a club the size of Wednesday. And we were getting pissed on the Friday afternoon at the training ground. Um, and... <clears throat> I never expected it because Fridays were normally hard. Thursdays were hard. Thursdays were normally double sessions and Fridays were hard as well, day before a game. And that day, weirdly, we all got in the minibus and he drove us out, I don't know where we went, to a lake somewhere beautiful in the countryside. Walked around there for 45 minutes, an hour. Come back to the to the training ground and you're thinking, right, we're going to go out and train now. And then <laughs> Summers come down and said, right, lads, in the shower, get your gear on. Gaffer wants to see how everyone half an hour come up at the same time in the office. So I was about second or third, <laughs> third one in. Bully goes in first and he, as he opens the door, I think, 
they bottles of Budweiser out there, wine and crisps on the table, roasted peanuts. I thought, what's going on here? And he, he'd already got a glass of wine in his hand, like Paul. And he went, crack on, boys, you know, what do you want, lads? And I thought, this is a test. You're going from here. So uh, I said, oh, Did you, did you like on. a drink, did you, James? I didn't mind a drink, like, but never on a Friday or a Thursday before a game, I'd never have a drink, like, yeah. the odd occasion. Um, but I thought, this is a test. And I look over and Luke, David Lucas was the first one. I just heard, <laughs> got a good straight down. And, and I thought, yeah, go on then. So about three hours or four hours later, there's about six of us still left in there, just having the, oh, having the crack. And Paul was on about, should we go in fancy dress tomorrow? And all this. And I'm thinking, I'm pissed. But I'm thinking, I, I know where a cut-off point is. You know what I mean, you can't... And as a two-man horse or something like that, peaks at the front and me at the back, trotting in. Or if we didn't, you know what I mean? We got beaten, all the fans are outside. You got one of them leprechauns with a, sitting on with your legs where you're controlling it. Thought, that won't be a good idea. So we talked him out of that. Then he was telling the lads, Look, just make sure if, you, if the boys are going out tonight, make sure they're in bed by 12. I'm thinking, fucking hell. So anyway, I, I got off to the hotel early and then next day I remember coming out of the tunnel at Hull and my mate Stuart Elliott was in the, the tunnel next to us. Nicky Barbie was playing, I think, as well, wasn't he? And Stuart Elliott turned around, he's went, he said, fucking hell, it stinks of booze in here. And he's looked at me and went, you pissed? I went, no, no, no. He said, you smell like it. I said, nah, I said, just had a few glasses of wine last night. So they were onto it, like they knew because they 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 were lifting the trophy after the game, weren't they? That they'd already been promoted. So why did that happen? Yeah. Why did you do that then? What were all that about? That's so it, do, do you know what? We'd lost seven mm. games. Well, no, we'd not won in seven. Uh yeah. and, and that game, if we I think if I remember rightly, if we won, we got into the playoffs, didn't we? That's that it. Way. Yeah, we had that to win. win. And then he scores a 90th minute winner, and we, we that's mad. <laughs> what he didn't want, and I, I, he's right. I don't think he wanted to come and play at home last game of the season against Bristol City. He had nothing to play for yeah. and we have to win. Do you know what I mean? I think that yeah. that had been, that starts going wrong. So I think he wanted to do it there, but he just yeah. relaxed everyone. No one thought about the game. We just, we all got on well. You know, we just had the crap. It just, it was genius. I, I, honest to God, absolute genius. Um yeah. But if there was another minute of injury time, I was done. Like I was absolutely the sugar. The sugar had worn off by by about the ninety fourth minute. You would never see that, would you? Like in this day and age, no. I mean, we're talking like I mean, it weren't that long ago, but it was still what 15, you know, uh, fifteen years ago, sixteen years yeah. ago, weren't it? So, but you would never see anything like that, would you? It, it was still unheard of then. Do you know what I mean? It's because I played at you know in Holland in the Premier League in Holland. I'd left West Brom in the Premier League and. And at a club like Sheffield Wednesday, it's still, you wouldn't have, you know, that's probably 20 years before that is when that sort of stuff used to go on. I really, in them days, it was pretty professional. So for him to do it was brave, really, really brave, because anything could have happened. Do you know what I mean? And because the press got wind of it as well, didn't they? Did that, what, at the game or? What they, they, they knew that I don't know how I don't know how, but they, they knew that you know they'd been, you'd been drinking and what have you, and it weren't a proper training session. So uh, I, know, it was, I, I don't I don't even know that either. I mean, it's, it's going to Steve. I mean, that that season. Did you did you have a season ticket? Did you get to many many games that season? Yeah, I was at um, all the home games, I, and I, I travelled to a couple of away games. Um, but yeah, it was um, what I remember about the season mostly was. Um, 
once Sturrock came in was just how hard the team worked every game. And um, Quinny mentioned it about um, sort of how Sturrock encouraged, they had to cover every blade of grass. And I just remember when um, Peacock and Quinn up front, just how hard they were working up front to bring the midfielders into the game all the time. And I think, was that something I think um, Sturrock instilled was fitness all the time? And you, you noticed it in games, we've got a lot of late goals in that latter second half of the season. Yeah. Would you say that, would you say that were right, James? I mean, we yeah, it was. A few, a few plays before and they said that it went, obviously you weren't there when Chris Turner were there, but he said it was a massive difference. It was all about fitness and actually running like, Mondays were just running, weren't they, all day? Yeah, run that, which is meant to be nowadays, you know, sports scientists would have a heart attack if you've seen what, what we used to do through through the week. Bloody hell. Um, Mondays was hard, even though it's meant to be a recovery day. It is now a recovery day. Uh, Tuesdays was normally afternoon session, so it'd be an hard morning and then you know you're going to run your balls off in the afternoon. Thursdays, same. Um, and then Fridays was, was tough for a Friday, which is meant to be a you know, just a, a loosener going into to a match day on a Saturday. But he just got all the lads into the mentality of tough shit. You're going to work hard. You're going to work hard in the week. And on a Saturday, you're going to go out and work hard as well. I tell you, it was very similar. Right. Gary Megson at West Brom was, was very yep. similar. Yeah, we got promoted to the Prem. We ran on Saturday mornings. Like I, tell people, I tell the lads now at Solly on Moors, um, you know, they moan about, doing a, a toughish session on a Thursday morning, that's it. So Gary Megson had us running Saturday mornings before games, got promoted to the Premier League. So, you know, the, the, I think mentally, you can't, I don't think you, you can stick to it for one, two, three seasons. Yeah. It, it wouldn't work. You know, people would clock onto it. But for a for a burst, it, it works. It gets you mentally in the, in the right frame of mind. Now, something I can remember from that like last half of the season, obviously Steve McLean, like what a what a season he had, you know, yeah. scored eventually scored twenty goals, um, but obviously he were injured, weren't he, for for much of that that last half of the season? And yeah. you've got you've got to say that we did we did rely on like rely on his goals, and his goals were were quite were quite important. Um, a lot of penalties, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of penalties, but a lot of like one nils and a lot of goals to. To, to win games. He never, and... never ever scored outside six yard box, did it? You know what I mean? He were always yeah. he was just a proper striker, proper striker, and an old fashioned striker. And yeah, were, it, were you good good to play alongside? Yeah, he was, he was a good player, Maka. Very good. I, t- I tell you one thing, you don't get credit for. He was yeah. a brave bastard as well. He was really? brave. Yeah, he stick his head in anywhere. Remember he got done. Real. <laughs> hey, I think it's a Scottish mentality in general, yeah, isn't probably it? Is. it? Probably is true. He got done, didn't he? At, um, Barnsley away got done real bad one yeah. nearly, nearly took his eye out um, he had about 12 stitches down his right next to his eyeball like he was really lucky uh, going in for something to be fair he shouldn't have gone in with his head but he did but um, technically he was very good and you're right he, he was just an old fashioned ball dropped to him anywhere in the 18 and uh, he's going to score yeah. he's going to definitely hit the target and to be fair, it was a miracle he actually got I don't know how he the did playoff that. final. <laughs> miracle. I don't know. I don't know. Because about two weeks before that, he had absolutely no chance. Absolutely no chance. Can you no tell chance. us about it, how he got back, James? Like, how did he get back? And what In the changing room at the time, what was the mentality? What was he saying? Was he saying, right, I'm going to make it? What was it like? No, I, I remember about two weeks out, probably the, the Brentford game at home. And they were saying for that, he's, he's done. 
he's not. There's no chance he'll be. He'll be fit. His, his season's done. He's stepping up. He's running, but he won't be. He won't be able to play if, if we do get to the final. Then about three days before before the final, he's out joining in the in the eight sides. So I'm thinking, go on then, Maka, and that was it. Yeah. He, he just sort of turned up one day. He said, I'm going for it, and, that, and that's fair. He's a tough. He was yeah. a tough lad. Yeah, I mean, I want I want to go on to the uh, obviously the, the the playoff, not the final, but the but the semi final. Obviously, first first leg were were at home uh, against against Brentford, mm. obviously now in the Premier League, aren't they? That our, th- our things have changed, but that I want to go on to that back back heel mm-hmm. that that you did. So the 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 balls come in. I think Peacock's nodded it down to you, and then. What what are you thinking at that moment? Is is that something that you that you normally did? You know, we we always get tricky with your back heels and stuff, or did you just did you just think, you know, oh, that 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 ball thing, spirit moment thing. <laughs> I was going to catch it. Yeah, I was going to catch it, throw it to him, but uh, I didn't think I'd get away with that. Um, no, I just I, when I'm coaching now, I, I always tell our lads, look, be creative in the our box. You've got everything to do so. You know, whatever you try, if it comes off, great. If it don't, we're still 80 yards from your goal. So it's a bit of a poetic license for for a forward, and that's that's what you should do. But yeah, I remember it, it come to me, and I, I was struggling to get it down for some reason. But I knew I knew JP was behind me, um, and I knew I sucked a couple in. So I just had to figure out a way to get it get it to him, and I think it nutmegged one of their defenders yeah. as well on <laughs> on the way to him. So it, it was a bit lucky, like. It come off absolutely perfectly, like when you when you did it. It was a bit lucky, but um, yeah, it was a good strike from him. Great strike. Decent long ball up there. It now does come to McGovern, and there are two calling for it across the centre. It's Peacock who's underneath it. Peacock's header might yet drop to Quinn here. Can't really turn. Gives McGovern the chance. Goal for Sheffield Wednesday. It was thrust in by John Paul McGovern. John Paul has them saluting. He shouldn't be in there. He was the one who crossed it in initially to Peacock. Quinn played his role there. Clever little back heel from him, and he thrashed it in. It's actually gone in off Sodje. And whether it will go down as a goal for McGovern or Sodje own goal is for others to decide. What is determined is that Sheffield Wednesday lead Brentford by a goal to nil in the playoff first leg. But I'd say that that, that were quite that that were your game, weren't it? Really, that your game were you weren't um, as much an out and out goal scorer, but you you kind of brought everyone into like what Steve was saying. You you brought the other players in, didn't you? And you know you, you got you know laid them off to the midfielders and what have you, and held the ball up quite well. Would you say that's quite it's fair? Like Dion Burton. It reminds me of Dion Burton how he played. To be fair, Dion scored goals as well, though I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, were you there that day? Were you there that playoff semi final as well? The, 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 at Hillsborough, I was, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, um, I went to the away one as well, that. Went to the away one as well. Memorable. I think that was one of the best teams we played that season, though, with Brentford. They were a really well organised team. And it was it, it was a tough match. Well, well, I mean, James will be able to tell better. They, they just were a really hard working team in both legs. Yeah, they were good. Mm, Alvin Martin yeah. was the manager, weren't he? Mad dog, and he he's sane. And you you run for a brick wall for him, and them lads did. But yeah, they had, they had a good team. Deep Dion Burton up top, and Prattley, who's I think just he just gone lane Orient. Yeah. He's still playing. Yeah, they had um, didn't they? Yeah, I yeah. think they had Sodji. Were it Sodji? I was Sodji's brother, Sam Sodji, because he sort of got the. Yeah, oh, that was it. Yeah, he was centre half marking me. Sodgy, yeah. yeah. 
good. He was unbelievable in the air. He was only about five foot eight. Jesus Christ, he could jump. <laughs> like jumping off a trampoline. I can know. <laughs> but um, yeah, but they were a good team. They were they were a good team. But what were like the mentality like going into them games? Where it, like, I mean, I know you've got to think we're gonna we're gonna win. But did you did you genuinely think this is this is like this is it? We're gonna we're gonna win playoffs. We're gonna. Go I'll be honest with you. As soon as we got in the playoffs, I, just, I thought right. we we're up. It's as weird as it sounds. I, I just I just couldn't see anybody beating us. And I I just think then as well. I think when you get into playoffs and you got a you got a following like like we had. I think in playoffs that's different. That's um, the mentality shifts in supporters. Yeah, they can as well. feel a bit of pressure then, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Like in the season when it's it's week in week out, but this is a semi final and a final. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the fans didn't have time to moan or groan or get on your back or put you under pressure or anything like that. It was like, come on, we're all in this together. We we got to get yeah. up, and that that's how it felt. And I had, <clears throat> I, honest to God, I just thought we're we're up. That's it. Yeah. Then again, when when Artie Paul went to one, I slightly changed my mind. I know, tell me, but but yes, James, you know, can I just say that? I know, but like, I know we're going to move on to Cardiff. James, before we do that, I was going to talk about the 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 second leg and what obviously you went. What were it like, Jamie? It was amazing, amazing. Like, because you you, you, watch, you normally watch every front sky, aren't you? Like these days, it don't feel, football don't feel the same to me. It don't feel the same. Or like, did not not only not COVID, obviously, obviously it's COVID, but even if once you got promoted to say Premier League. I won't, I won't be as excited as I always have been. Like playing Man U, won't be no fans on the telly. And I just, just playing on a Sunday, then a Thursday, then a Wednesday. That's by the by. That's not even if not even if they weren't COVID. That's what football is these days. I can remember when it, when I was younger, it just used to be nine games on a, on a Saturday and then one on a Sunday, Super Sunday with one game. And it used to be nine games on a Saturday at three o'clock. And you used to love, you used to stay up as a family and watch match at day together for two hours. And it used to be the best two hours of your life every Saturday. Now. You watch it and it's no disrespect to him. It's just Palace v Burnley and West Brom v Arsenal and both games have been on telly and there's two games on a Saturday night. G- Gabby Morgan whoever does it for 20 minutes and and then you've got match at day two. You know, it's just not the same. It just doesn't feel the same. But lower leagues, when you've got like these, like the games like Brentford, that is when a fo- that's when you're a football fan. Like that, that's what you live for. And we're away from home. We're at Brentford. We're taking inflatable bananas. We're doing all this. We're not bothered that we're not in Premier League beating Man U. We just care about our players running about, going mad and getting involved with us, which will... So did, you, did, you, did you have a fancy dress, Jamie? Of course I did. <laughs> I went as a banana. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, but yeah, anyway, it's just it's just, just a feeling like when he scored third and when, when Brunt is just a bit like, right, so we'll talk about this moment in a bit with oh. Talbot because the best moment ever. But the, second, but the second best moment is when Brunt took that free kick because you knew it was game over then. When he deflected in, that was game over. And that's when you just, you knew you were, we were all, that we knew as a 15-year-old kid we knew we were going to Millennium Stadium. We knew how, how many people were going to say, you're booking your day. It just it was just the most amazing. It was like magical, like the, everything about it. Like I know players might, that you've been a fan yourself and stuff, James, and all that, but I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. But as a, as a, as a player, we can't ever, ever understand what you went, what that felt. But as a fan, you can't either. Like, as a fan, it was unbelievable to your team at that thingy. And it was just incredible. The semi-final, going home on the, on the bus. I'm going home on coach. We were there, right? Oh, banana. I'm going home on coach, right? And it's just every Wednesday coach. Do you know what I mean? It's not one way you go and get pissed when you're older. And we got on afterwards. And coach driver went, right, then is everyone ready for bingo? One, two, twelve. And I'm big with, what the fuck's going on here? What's going on here? We're playing bingo with loads of old people on the coach. There's about nine old people and loads of young lads at front and stuff. And they're playing bloody bingo on Wednesday coach. I went home and I'm like, Go on, I'll have a bit of this. And I've got a line, I've got a line as well. Got eight quid. <laughs> <laughs> James, so when you, 
like when you see Wednesday fans, obviously we, we take a, a, such a good following wherever we went. I mean, some of them games I can remember, like uh, you know, like the, the smaller teams, like your Torquays and what have you, these small grounds. And we 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 like, had half at the stadium. You know, we had like their home end. What's, what's it like when you come out and you think you, we go away from home? It's like an home game. It must be a good feeling. I, I always prefer playing away from home. I don't think there's a better feeling than especially scoring in front of your, your away fans. Or yeah. if you're at the other end and you hear the delayed sound yeah. of the fans, you know you know the ball's gone in. Then you have yeah. to wait a couple of seconds for them to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love that. The uh, feeling is when is when you're at the other side at pitch and there's a shot and it's side netting and you go, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's the worst thing. You feel like an arsehole there. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Um, yeah, but the... The Brentford game that was that was class. You're right. When Brunty's goal went in, it was yeah. like a, a relief, weren't it? For, for yeah. me, anyway, it was like it was like you were like oh, and relax. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it felt. And to do it in front of the, the fans and then and then celebrating afterwards was because that's a I, I like playing there. I like Griffin Park. Always like playing there. It's a mm, yeah. little ground, isn't it? Yeah, good well, atmosphere. Yeah. It's got a pub on every corner, James. It's the only it ground has. in England that's got a pub on every it corner. Has. You know that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul Tucker's <laughs> in there before the game. <laughs> 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 Took you in every one of them. Yeah, in fancy dress. We were all bananas as well. <laughs> what? So, yeah. so, so nobody knew who you were. Yeah, uh, but no, that was that was unbelievable. That, that ground's on top here, isn't it? It's a bit like QPR. Obviously, I know it's not there anymore. Yeah. Is it? You're, 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 down. In. you're in. It's that little box. It's just like what you, you know when you draw as a kid. It's like what you draw as a kid. You draw a football ground. And you draw it like that from above. Yeah. Proper, yeah. I mean, obviously we. So then, now we're on, on his way to Cardiff. But before that, it took you to <laughs> Rother Valley, didn't it, to do some kayaking? I got out of that. <laughs> Did you? Luckily, I, I, I got. I've no. I, I picked up. I think I picked up a hammy or something like that after the Brentford game. So I had about three or four days off while they went there. But to be fair, he ran them before they went there as well. I remember sitting in the physio room thinking. There's about six days of the season left. We're at the final. Get everyone fit. And I'll look. And the, at that minute, about 20 lads go sprinting past the window. <laughs> He's fucking running them again. They're running up and down, up and down. About two, three days before before the final. Like, it was it was relentless. We just, we just uh, spoke to Matt, Matt Amshaw and he were, uh, he were telling us, obviously, he, he picked up a, I think, a similar hamstring injury again in that second leg. And he no was saying pun intended. Now, yeah, and he said how uh, he had him doing sprints, 10 sprints, 12 seconds or something, 12, yeah. 12 second sprints, 10 of them. And he said he did seven, and then that, he said that was it, game over. Yeah. Then he, weren't, then he weren't, weren't playing. But it, it was, Matt were talking about something like 20, 40, 80s or something. Is that some sort of drill that you would, that you would, yeah, that you kept doing? Yeah, uh, to be fair, it's, it's a blur. You had to just switch mm. off, get through it. 24 hours. Oh, having flashbacks. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. But, uh, but you know, it, it does. It gets all the lads together because Paul would be stood at one end and we're all sprinting down the other, and we've got about eight seconds rest, and you're all down at the bottom end saying, "This bastard!" I tell you what, and you're all caning him. Do you know what I mean? So you're getting close, and by the time you run up, you're like, all right, Gaff, how's it going? Yeah, sound, you're all right, mate. And you run back and slaughter him again down the bottom end. So, <laughs> keep it all together. 
Yeah, Steve, can you uh, remember getting your getting your ticket um, for the? Uh, I can, yes. Card, if you weren't queuing up for ages, were you? It, oh, I remember going down to Hillsborough. Um, I've never seen queues like it, um, and I think they were saying it was the queues were like six or seven hours. Um, <laughs> so I came away because um, I, I couldn't queue for that long, and um, <laughs> do do it. I could. So I missed out on being in that main stand behind the goal. Um, but um, but then there were a second load of tickets and a third wave and a fourth. I got the second wave because obviously I, Hartlepool weren't going to fill half the stadium. So, you know, it was great to get a ticket. My, uh, my wife was in the other room, came to the game, not really into football, absolutely loved it. It was, um, yeah, really fond memories yeah. of that. The whole weekend, absolutely brilliant. I can just remember the uh, the coach trip down. It seemed to take absolutely forever. I think I was yeah, so Jim. excited. Before the coach trip, there's a little story about the thing of queuing for tickets. Or, do you remember when you wanted to get a ticket? You told your mum and dad, I want one. Mum, I've got to get one. And yeah, and you were just like straight away, yes, you can, whatever you want. That's what we like that day. If you know, I'm mad way about Wednesday. I was sat there night before. Back then, but you used to have to, you used to, have to keep your, yep. your stubs, didn't you? Yeah, from, but I've still got, I've still got Millennium, upstairs, I've, you've seen where I'm like, well, Wednesday stuff I've got, like the collections and that. I've got my ticket there, Mr. Jamie Alcroft on it, the ticket, both stubs are it, the ticket on it. Um, we stay paper clip on it that goes through with program from there with a scarf that I bought on the day, the Homer Simpson scarf Wednesday one on it, and um, that's signed by players that we were else, do you know what I mean? I've got everything, but yeah, the night before, <coughs> I'm sat, I was sat up in my Napoleon's kit, I feel probably yeah, thinking of Napoleon's, <coughs> sat up in my kit <coughs> in my bedroom with shorts on, 15 year old shorts on, <laughs> kit, on <full> kit wanker, <laughs> in bed, stood in, stood in bed. And I can remember, I'm 15, and, and can you remember the program, nope. Eurotrash? <laughs> yes. It was like porn back then. Anyway, I'm, I'm, in bed, I'm in bed, right? I'm in bed, and I've got it on it room, and I'm going, God, this is great, good, like this. I'm going, well, I'm going to think it tomorrow, not anyway. And then downstairs, you, my dad, you just, my dad, because it connected to upstairs, you just press, you press 906 on TV. So it changed when I watched it upstairs. So you know what, come on, babe, station, mate. And I'm sorry, <laughs> best night ever. But anyway, <laughs> I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning and I'm queuing. I'm, I'm queuing for, I'm, I don't know longer queuing, but I, I went there with flag around me and I went in the queue and I can just remember it. You know, like when you're not on Taoism, you're queuing for a ride or something. Like you don't care how long it is because you're excited to go anywhere. But I was queuing and I would just, I didn't even remember how long it was. I would just, everybody in queue. Like everyone's, oh, somebody's nipping down to McDonald's. So everyone had McDonald's and, but you didn't want to admit, you didn't want to stop queuing. Like, honestly, with that good, the whole atmosphere, seeing everyone coming back, just the atmosphere, everything about it was just incredible. And when you got your ticket, obviously, it was real. But I just wanted to get back in queuing by another one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I, were, uh, I were quite lucky because uh, remember, remember Shannon, um, Jamie? So he, his mum used to work at Trinity. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah. know if she still does. Um, but uh, Where did you sit, I were on opposite, I were on third tier. Opposite um, dugouts and what have you. I mean, I had to binoculars to see. You're like, you're miles see, away. See, see, you know you with that, right? So, Stephen, you would you obviously sat somewhere that was from yourself. I, I, I was, right? The middle tier, bang behind the net on the middle tier, online with the penalty spot on the second tier. There was no better, honestly, no better view in the whole stadium. There was no better view in the. You know, when you're at Hillsborough, you know, if you're inside north, you like seeing shoot towards away end because you can see the net is sort of better it's weird and it's a weird thing but but then when you shoot towards you can see both nets but when you're in cop it's not finger yeah. millennium said it was different it was different the shooting the shooting this way 
everyone were there. I were bang in the middle. So when he took that penalty, mate, like, can you imagine? I like, just banged it. It was unbelievable. But you, you, you'll have seen that day yeah. differently just because of where we were sat. Like, everything about me, like, when, the, when that penalty happened, I, I, he's missed it. Like, that's a fact. When, from where I was, like, keeper's got his hand on it and he was coming straight back out. That's what it looked like. But whereas up to you, we looked like yeah. a little deflection. Do you know what I mean? There's so many different things that we'll all remember about the day, but obviously... About the ending, and the ending's the same. So, I mean, what James, what were it like uh, on the on the bus driving down? Because I can remember we we're on, we kind of like took over all this street corner, and there were just Wednesday fans everywhere, but beach balls bouncing up and what have you, and bus coming past, uh, you know, like like part of the Red Sea, and it, as it as it come past, it must have been amazing to see that many Wednesday fans just taking over the whole of Cardiff. Well, oh, it's it unbelievable. Like anyway, it is unbelievable, and I I. All my family was there and I had about seven or eight mates as well who were down there and became Wednesday fans, obviously, for the day, you know. Um, and they'd, they'd text me or sent me photos or call me and just said, it's absolutely nuts. Like, he said, I couldn't believe it. It's, it's just Wednesday fans everywhere, and thousands and thousands and thousands. They had the most unbelievable weekend. But yeah, I remember driving through and, like, it's just a... Just gives you a buzz. You can't you can't explain it. You can never never replicate it ever. Do you know what I mean? Just seeing did you, that. Did many you ever people. get nerves, James? No, weirdly, the bigger games I played in, never got nervous. Just more excited. You know. Yeah. It was the shit games where I got nervous. Funny enough, wherefore I ain't up for this. Not that I'm not up for it, but. I know what you mean. You know, like, yeah, I mean, t- banana skins kind of stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, they're the, they're the ones where you get nervous, but the big ones, you, you just try and remember it all. But it just goes so quick, you know, yeah. goes so quick. And what what were the noises you know, like inside the stadium? Because it was just like a dim. It was just like a, just just a, a constant noise, wasn't it? I, I just remember the firecrackers. I remember coming out, yeah, yeah. and you you could hardly see you could hardly see the the crowd because it was just smoke. And just the, the noise of the fight was, I don't know where they were. They must have been right next to us. It was like gunfire. <laughs> and um, or bombs going. Like, luckily, me and Brunty probably used to that being in Northern Ireland. <laughs> I be a problem, but, uh, it was just the noise. They, I, I've never heard anything like it. And I, I played there about six months before, I think. Probably yeah, about six months before for Northern Ireland, we played Wales. Yeah. And that was that was a full house as well. Oh, but was it was it? all it was all, yeah, it was all Welsh fans. Like, we only took about, well, we only gave us 6,000 or something like that up in the corner. Um, but it was still good, was, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was unbelievable. But it weren't it weren't as loud as that. It was a different sort of noise, you know? It was yeah. more... It well, was, it, I, it was all I can remember is just, the, you looked and there were flags everywhere. There were uh, scarves, balloons, everything. It was, it was just a sea of blue and white. And then, yeah. God, I mean, well... I was hoping they would play. They would play someone in, in red because obviously it looks better in the in the game. Yeah, yeah. Done it because yeah. they played blue and white, so it were a bit. Uh, you, didn't, you know, it, it didn't have that like contrast and stuff. If you were being a bit picky, but it was just crazy. I mean, I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching it back earlier, and just you know to to bring back some of them memories. And I was just like smiling all the way through as I were as I were watching it. I mean, Steve, you going on to the game. You, you've uh, you've got a bit a bit of a story about uh, about their goal, haven't you? Where I was in the stadium was basically um, right near their fans, about the top of the second tier. Um, and I remember it was we were one nil up, and it was 
basically the point where um, Richie Humphreys came over to take a throw. And then there was just this brief moment before he took it where um, the, the crowd noise dropped a little bit. And um, I, it's fair to say I'd had a couple of soda pops before the kickoff. And um, I'll not say what I said to Richie Humphreys, <laughs> but um, I heckled him. Basically, Humphreys, you plonker. And um, he picks up, takes the throw, <laughs> over it goes, bobbles, and the score from it. And he turns around for a split second, Humphreys, and just cups his ear in my direction. And then I was like, oh, my oh God. God. I thought that. From now on, you keep your trap shut. And I was like, oh and everybody around me, <laughs> Wednesday fans, were kind of laughing at me because I were not only at goal, got him, my wife telling me off as well. So at that point, I was like, oh, my word. I don't know why I heckled him. He's ex-Wednesday player, obviously, but... Um, when did fun, I just when thought did I'd give him a little bit of verbal and, um, yeah, he shoved it right down my throat. <laughs> so I was feeling pre- pretty low at that point. <laughs> well, like you said, like, you know what like you said there, and then my wife turned to me and said this and that. She's gone from not liking football to having a go at you. Yeah. If Maddie brings you together, like, it does bring everyone together. And at that second goal, there were no coming back then. That, that was it to me. That, we'd lost like, the feeling. That, as a player, you know James yourself, but as a, as a fan there, 15-year-old fan, I was, I, I felt, I honestly felt dead. But I felt like, I, I can't even explain. When it was 2 1, you're just getting later and later and later. And it just can't, it, it's not going to, it's obviously meant for us to not win until we got that penalty, obviously. But it's, it we're all, it we're all a blur. We're all a, do, you, do you get the same feeling? I, I've watched it back a few times. I haven't watched it for two or three yeah. years, probably. But I do like sitting down and, and, and watching it back. Even now, when they went 2 1 up, my heart stops. Even yeah. though we win, yeah. I still think, I don't yeah. believe this. I swear to God. So I, I, believe, I, I really do believe that because I've watched it. I've watched it when I, I so many years ago thing when it came from Facebook recently and he came up and, and went corner because I knew he was going to score. When he took that corner, I'm going to like, free kick him like that. And then he goes in and I go, oh, like, I'm literally like, oh, and I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Like, it's <laughs> no. mad. Even that penalty, yeah, I get nervous watching the penalty back. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but James, as, as a player again, the two moments I want to hear about. So when you've come out on that pitch, I know we've already been about on about a little bit, but just looking around and like it was unbelievable. Like unbelievable. That, can you explain that feeling? Like try and explain that feeling, and then can you try and explain the feeling when the, the, the when it, when McLean scored that penalty? How loud it was, and like it, even just because you're just being off. I know that, but it, just how loud it was from the touchline and things like that. You're very like even even very good players that have played to a high level. You're very lucky to be in, in that cauldron and have, what did we have, 44,000 there? Something like that. You, you, not every player plays in front of 44,000 of your own fans in a final. Like It's, it's very rare nowadays because if you get to a final, even at Wembley, you only get, what, 25,000, didn't you? The home team or both yeah. teams. Yeah. So you, you probably won't get that again, playing in front of that many fans. So yeah. it's unique in that. But... You can't, it's very difficult to explain. It's like, it it makes you concentrate a little bit more. And you, you as soon as the, the national anthem was done and, and you, you go off and you think, right, it, it's time to do the business now. You, you sort of owe, owe these yeah. people that are here. Um, it, it's hard and you sort of, you switch into sort of game mode, you know, and it, yeah. you, you, strangely, you don't really hear it during the game. Yeah. I know people say that. You don't, you don't, you don't hear it's just, just a, like a normal game as soon as it gets going. What were uh, 
what was Sturrock's um, team talks like then? I mean, one, one throughout the season, and secondly, you know, before that game, were it just like the same team talk that you usually? I tell you what, was different at half time at that one. <laughs> well, turns out I thought it was brilliant at the time, and the more I, because now I'm I'm in coaching, I try and take things from a lot of managers that I played for, and I take a lot from Paul. I probably wouldn't be able to get away with the one getting pissed, you know, 24 hours <laughs> before the game. That's probably one one step too far. But you do take a lot of things. I take a lot of things away from him and how he did it. And what he did at half-time, I remember coming in and we were 1-0 up, just scored. Everyone's on a bit of a high, get, maybe getting a bit carried away. And he sat down right in the middle and he didn't say anything. But he sat around, he turned the chair around so he was straddling it, you know, like how David Brent would do. Yeah, with the, the back bit at the front, and he like leant over it, and it just relaxed you because he never did that. That was him right. being, and he was like blowing his cheeks as so. You've got yourselves in a position now, lads, and <laughs> very relaxed. Do you know what I mean? But I'd never seen yeah. him do that. Well, you were saying that, I've just pictured it all in my head. The whole that whole thing you've just made, made it picture in my head, and I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I could I could see it in my head because we're all sat around this ground. He sat right in the middle, and he's just looking around, very relaxed. Normally, he's shouting and bawling, very relaxed. Now we just scored, yeah. haven't we? Like literally seconds before. We just before. scored, so it just took everyone back down again. But then, so I thought that was brilliant at the time, and I look back and I always remember I think that's brilliant. But we're two one down within. 15 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, did he re- is that good? Did, did he relax us too much or? Yeah, he relaxed us too much. Well, he did. He did. Or did it. some idiot shout something from the crowd? <laughs> taking the throw, <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I'm just glad we won the game. <laughs> I've got a story about, obviously, that, you know, we scored four goals, but as, as Jamie alluded to at the start, uh, I missed two of them. <laughs> So the, I think the the one that, the one that we scored just before half time, as you know, you're like when you're absolutely busting for a piss, and you're like, you know, queue's gonna be massive. Obviously, the football games only time where blokes toilets is a queue. Like anywhere else you go, there's never a queue. Is the bit always at a football match. So I'm like, right. So I've, I've run, I've run down, and I can remember it with miles. The concourse were absolutely miles, and toilets were. I've God knows how far away they were. I can remember just legging it. They were like to catch his. Cattle to get to the toilet. <laughs> Where we got doors running through them, and then anyway, I've, you, you, I'm stood there having a, having a slash, and next to me you hear that noise, and I'm thinking to myself like, like what what's happened? You is, never is really that, know if it's us or not, do you? Yeah, you never really know. And there were other people in there, and they're like everyone's like looking at each other, and you're like, you know, I, I don't, I think I just fucking zipped up and, and ran out, and probably all down my leg and everything, and <laughs> ran ran up and like then it it was. If you'd have seen me, it must have been weird because everyone's cheering and I've ran up and like, 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 like really delayed, really delayed reaction. But uh, that was the that was the first goal, and then um, and then I, I missed the I missed Whelan's goal as well. So obviously one of the, probably the best the best one of the bunch. Uh, I missed missed that one by. I missed that as well. Toilet James. Again. <laughs> I did that. I was in the. I went in for a piss. Did you do that one as well? Yeah, missed it. Well, you you exactly. could have made it to the brothers then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need to go and see a doctor about our bladders, don't we? <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. I think the best thing about it, it I went, I went, I'm 15 at the time, so it would have been uh, Pop and Crisps, wouldn't it? It wouldn't have been, uh, you know, Budweiser's or anything, yeah, anything yeah. like that. But so, yeah, so you would, you'd gone down the tunnel, had you? And then... So I, I needed a piss, so. I thought, right, I'll leg it up now. So I ran up the tunnel. We were to the right, went round to the right, went in. 
as I finish and I'm walking back through the dressing room, I hear the roar and you can hear the, the feet on yeah. the stands. And I thought, oh no, who's that? Yeah. So I, I had to then run out, run back, and it's miles again to get to the fucking thing. I'm running down. I asked the steward on the top of the shot. I said, who scored? And they went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running, still don't know. And I, run, I run out. And obviously, as soon as I run out of the tunnel, I just see Arla going mad. And I just yeah. jump on the, the lads in the dugout. It's unbelievable. Like, but for that like 10 seconds, it was horrible. I'd love to see a video of that. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> you somewhere. know, like a tunnel cam, a tunnel cam of you, like, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> like when you watch Anton take Saturday Night Takeaway and take it pissing back and you're looking on everywhere I mean, what's happening? It's horrible. It was, it was horrible. Because obviously, you know, a bit before that, you, you got brought off, didn't you? And on the, mm. I think you made a triple change, didn't you? He brought well, memorable substitution in Wednesday history to me. He brought Peacock off. He, he brought yourself off. He put McLean on, Talbot on. I can't remember who the other, who the other person were. That, Pat so, James Collins. Alex Bradley Bruce. Collins. Bruce, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, what are you feeling at that point? Are you thinking like, like, fair enough, that's it, or are you, are you a bit gutted that he's brought you off? Or well, that, again, that's got a little twist to it. So, I, I actually felt really good at that minute. I was getting a lot of the ball. Started. Well, yeah, I remember getting, you watched. Yeah, I was. I was getting into the game a lot, and I was feeling. I was feeling confident. And I was thinking, I, something's going to drop for me here in a minute, or, or we're on the ascendancy here. Then I look over and I see the three lads just taking their tops off for some reason. They just caught me in the corner of their eye. I looked and I see, I see Maka, Drew, and Paddy, and think, well, they're two centre forwards. Can't be. I thought, I'm doing all right here. Surely I ain't going to get dragged. I take about another 10 yards, a ball, something up, and take another 10 yards, and I got cramp in my calves. And I thought, oh shit. Now I thought, if I ain't coming off, there's four, if this could be another 45 minutes to go, if I ain't coming off and I'm starting yeah. to cramp up now, I could stitch the lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. in extra time. Yeah. So I thought, if, if he didn't hold my number up, I was going to run over and say, I've just let you know, off. I've just got cramp. Yeah. So obviously then three, three subs, that's it, isn't it? Like he's not making any that's more it. subs. Anything so, so what, so what did you do there? Did you tell him? No, well, I looked, I was the last one to be done. What's your number? So, Brucey went, I think I was the last one. Peaks went and the mine went up. And I, obviously I thought, well, I was gutted because I thought I was getting in again. But then I thought, I'm starting to cramp. I'm starting to cramp. It wouldn't be right to stay on. So if it weren't me, I would have went over and said, look, you might have to switch that because yeah. I might be done. Well, I'll be done in 10, 15 minutes. And if it goes to extra time, we're down to 10. Yeah. Because exactly. I remember really? Brunty started cramping up in the, in the first bit of it. And I was thinking, oh, mate, you've got to stay on here. That goal, so when you come off, you've come off as as McLean's coming on and just got that goal. Yeah, yeah. So us three went off, then, then, then went on. And to be fair, I, as I say, that is with, what was it, 15 minutes to go? In the, in the no, time? about 12, 70th minute you came off. Yes, yeah, was it? Was it? Um, 13 minutes left, yeah. Obviously, you need to try and stay in the game. So to make three, you're trying to just get it, take it into extra time. But if something goes wrong after that, someone gets injured or any anything can happen. It is such a, again, brave, brave substitutions. It worked. And it, worked. And it did work. Well, of course it worked. It worked, worked. Like, no, but, but I, know you, I know you already know this, James, obviously, but he, he set the penalty up, Collins who came on, yeah. then, then I think he scored, McLean scored it. 
and then in extra time, Talbot's got the other one. All, yeah. every, all brilliant. Genius. Genius. The man's a genius. It's Paul, right? I'll be honest with you. Did you think it was a penalty? No. No. Never a penalty. Did you not think it was a penalty even, though? No. I did at the time in the stadium. It looked blatant. But when I watched it back, it was like, oh. Yeah, at the time it did. Oh, scream. I don't think it did from where I was. Like I said, when I went behind it, I literally went, you know, he started to be going, what? Like, but you don't expect it to be given. When he did, yeah. I just, like, and he's, when he put that red card up, like, these feelings we keep going on about, when he put that red card up, that then, like, you go, you go, you're looking up. So I don't believe in God. Like, a million times you don't believe in God. But how many times have you said, if you're really up there, <laughs> like, all that shit. And it, it's, He's gone through and I've gone, oh, please, put looks up. And I know if he scores that penalty, right? And that's yeah. it. We've won. We've won. Yeah. Ten yeah. men. It's all meant for it. It's meant to be or whatever. And just, I think, that just before he stepped up to that penalty, you, it was just the most yeah, terrifying minutes of your life. Like, it was just horrible. Because you're looking at Constantinopolis in there. Biggest keeper. I that is impressive. That right, <laughs> biggest keeper. <laughs> it was the biggest keeper on planet. It's about nine foot eight. It came above the crossbar. So when he puts it, when he put his arms out, they came past the post. Like it just couldn't, it couldn't go in. So you're just thinking, oh good, good. You know what I mean? It was horrible. Did you know we were going to score it, James? Yeah, yeah, I did just before he was hitting it, and then it's as you say, from my view. I thought he'd saved it. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Weren't his best. No. Weren't his best. He's a good penalty taker, Maka. Weren't his best. Well, we were speaking to, like I said, speaking to Matt Amshaw. Obviously, he didn't, he didn't play, but he was on, on the bench, weren't he? And travelled down. And he said that um, when when Maka come on, he, I think he were on 19 goals. And I think I'm right in saying he had a, he had quite a big bonus for, <laughs> for 20 goals. So, it takes some uh, balls to do that. So he, he apparently when he when he scores if you if you if you watch it back as when he's after he celebrated when he, as he's, as he's running past he points over to to Matty Amshaw and he goes like this <laughs> yeah, brilliant so, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that you know <laughs> no, that's so that. That, that that's because he's uh, just just hit his because apparently I think Drew obviously wins the penalty and I mean obviously Macca must have been on, must have been on penalties all season but he's won it and I think Drew. Pick ball up to put it down, and Macca's like, "You're not taking this. This is this is for number this is for number twenty, which is earning me a, a mint and what have you." So yeah, he got he got 20, 22, 22 pound bonus, didn't he? If he scored that, <laughs> twenty two quid. I'm sure I'm sure it was more than that. So, so when we scored that second goal, and when we scored that second goal, when that penalty went in, you know it's good, Jim, to listen to you as a player. Like you're really passionate about it. It's so good, so nice. Like you're not a Wednesday fan deep down. Like you you supported you supported as a kid. You know an Irish and. You, how you talk about like when you said we like we like that that we's lads and you weren't there for eight long or anything you just you were a proper professional weren't you like you really was just like you were at a club you were you, you were playing and you you worked your ass off if you needed to go off in the final you you, you were going to say it when when you're running down the tunnel like I know I know it's I know it's like easy to say cliche thing to say but not every player is going to sprint down who scored who scored that excited everywhere because they've got the money either way and I don't you know what I'm saying it's just nice to hear from you personally how how, how much you actually like sitting at and I'm actually meant to. It's nice. It's it's to be fair. I think if if you didn't feel like that playing in that game in that atmosphere, then there's something wrong with you, isn't there? Really? Well, that that was my only promotion in my career as well. You know, I I never wanted to finish my career, and never get promoted, and just, I've been so close on so many occasions. So that was you know a big part of it for me as well. I wanted to get promoted. I wanted to do it there. I wanted to do it from them at a big club, you know. So I, I feel now like we've we've gone through 
so we went through so much for me in my life in that six months that yeah. you're yeah. always going to be a Wednesday fan now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've got a postman around here. He don't do my he don't do my doors, but he does about two streets down. He's a massive Wednesday <laughs> fan. And there's another yeah. fella that does the Wednesday Midland Supporters Club or something. He goes in my local co-op down the down the street and keeps tweeting that he's seen me in there buying hula hoops or something like that. <laughs> you want to yeah, stalking me a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but you you all you go with you for the rest of your life, do you know what I mean? So it's all you're always gonna have a place in your heart for the club. Yeah, Stephen, can you remember how you were? I celebrated obviously when we, when oh. we won. Obviously, I don't, I don't just I don't just mean on, on like after the final whistle, just after the game. The one thing I do remember, I don't know how it was for all you guys because you were all there. But when the fourth goal from Talbot, just for a split second, it were like it genuinely felt like life was going in slow motion as the ball came to him, like almost like in a film. And then it speeded up and he were away, and you just knew they weren't going to catch yeah. him because they were dead on the feet. But it was just that split second as the ball came through to him. It was just a great moment. I can still remember where it was like sort of bro- breathing in, then just like I, could re- I think we all could just relax and drink it in, knowing he was not going to miss. I-, I loved that moment. Well, Stephen, Stephen, you there? Like th- you've just explained it without even realizing. When you said then, when he run through, all you were doing was looking up. Like that is all I remember. Do I just remember? Right when we got when he got to extra time? Yeah, I knew we were going to win. I was so certain when Whelan scored that. They were, I could just remember it being the most comfortable 30 minutes of our life ever. But then when Whelan scored that, obviously the centre-off changed it. When Whelan scored that, 3-2 or whatever, you'd, I would just, oh, come on, come on. Obviously, you'd just, you'd, I still felt safe. But then when he's gone, he leapt, he leapt like a salmon. Mm. He's headed it to go through. And then when he's gone through one-on-one, like he, went, like he said, when you, you just literally looked up and I just started crying. I looked up and I thought, West Ham, for West Ham, Middlesbrough, all these massive teams that I'd never seen in my lifetime being a Wednesday fan. We're going to be playing them away from home and I'm going to be going there. I just remember just looking up and just it, just a feeling was just incredible. Like, I, I think every Wednesday fan just just looking up, just I yeah. can't explain that feeling. It's the best feeling of my life. Partner, Rocastle coming forward, just outside the box, looks for a give and go with Peacock, might get it, he's forced wide, it's Rocastle on the angle, into the far post! Yes! JP McMahon! JP Sheffield Wednesday! Wednesday Wonderland! You He's trying to put him off the throw. It's a long one into the box. Humphreys into the six-yard area. Picked onto the back post. Hartley Paul have equalised. It's Effian Williams stealing in the back post. Totally unmarked. And within two minutes of the second half getting underway, Hartley Paul have stunned Sheffield Wednesday. Strachan sweeps it in right foot and bending away from goals. A header and a goal! Wednesday are behind. Not an in. Hartlepool have the lead. They've come back from a goal down. John Daly, what an introduction. He's only been on the field to play a minute. And with his first touch, he puts Hartlepool in front. And Wednesday's chances of championship football are fading away. McGovern is there to take it. McLean makes himself available. Right corner of the Hartlepool penalty area. Where's he going with this? Back from McGovern. He curls one in. And there's Talbot. He snatched at it. Might get a second penalty, chance. Penalty, penalty. And the referee's blown Thank a penalty. You. Drew Talbot was clipped there as he went for the ball. Wednesday have a lifeline and a route possibly back into the game. Steve McLean, you would think, will take it. What a moment this could be. Absolutely. They've called it straight away. Andre, I send him off. He's off. Westwood's gone. Three months out of the game with a stress fracture in his foot. 
on as a substitute on one of the biggest arenas in football. He is facing the mighty Dimi Constantopoulos from 12 yards out. McLean to put Wednesday back in the match. Macker is back! He has found the back of the net. Steve McLean is back. His 20th goal of the season. Wednesday will not go down without a fight. But there's Whelan. Chance for Glenn Whelan. McLean peels off. Still Glenn Whelan! Cool as a cucumber, Glenn Whelan. What a goal that was. Magic moment from the Irishman. Tolbert is beyond the last man. He's going to bear down on goal. This would really wrap it up. Drew Tolbert round the goalkeeper. Yes! Wednesday are promoted to the championship. And it's the teenager who guarantees championship football. What a dramatic end to a dramatic game. Lee Bullock, the captain. Sheffield Wednesday, his first season as captain, what a way to end it. Sheffield Wednesday are back. James, does that bring back a few memories for you as well? Does that make you like a bit? Just even that, just even the even other Sheffield commentators. Just Class. Make you... Jesus. Like I'm picturing it from where yeah. I was when he's saying it, I'm picturing where I was from watching it. Brilliant, absolutely. I mean, that, that, I was obviously just playing the, you know, the, the Radio Sheffield commentary, and you, I think you can't be like local radio commentary. You know, like when, when you watch it on Sky and stuff like that, obviously they, they try and be ne- as neutral as they possibly can. But when you like, you, you can't get like yeah. uh, commentary like like that any anywhere anywhere else. It was just, it was just fantastic. I mean, James, how did you how did you celebrate that? Um, no idea. Can you remember the finger? Because like, I've spoken to you about everyone that's been there. And I said to David Lucas, all I remember after the match was this, what I'm going to say. And he was like, that's weird. That's all I remember as well. So I remember after the match, I just remember going to the service station, going to the service yeah. station. Yeah, look, going to the service station and just, I could just remember being on an, weird, being on an escalator with a banana, <laughs> with a banana in my hand. A little weird, like a little shopping center, weird. But I went on an escalator and all players walked in and we just yeah. went mental. And that's all I remember. I remember that, yeah. I don't even know. Do you remember the escalator? Yes, I can. That's, <laughs> my, that's the only thing I can remember about it. Because <laughs> it was like an airport departure lounge, wasn't it? It was <laughs> weird. I walked in and thought, and there's, you could just see Wednesday fans going up on this escalator, going mental as we're walking in. Like, so me. <laughs> so it probably was. I, I just remember that, walking and see the escalator. Where was that? I don't know. No idea. Honestly, I want to find it. I just honestly want to find it. I want to just walk in and look at it. Because I've been, I think I've been on every service station on the M5, on the M42, M1. I can't, I've never, never seen, seen it. it. I think it was made up for that day. <laughs> it, weren't, it weren't real, was it? Because I've never seen it since. <laughs> it was weird, weren't it, James? Like, what, 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 where was he and stuff like Obviously, I was lucky to be there, but I'd, Lee Bullen threw me his shirt and I can remember, I can remember all the, with weird hats and David Lucas off to drink and he's like, it was just um, it was the most unbelievable hour. Because it went on for ages. Yeah, yeah. We were in there ages. The coach won't leave, bro. The coach won't leave because we're just Wednesday players just getting pissed. Did you get pissed then afterwards, straight on coach? Oh. We ended up. That's what I mean. I can't remember. I remember Hecky got off, didn't he, on the M4, started running down with a with a trophy. Yeah. He, um, got in a, he got in a car full of uh, Art Liverpool fans <laughs> as well. Did he really? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, and the kids saw the blue and white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. 
I don't remember anything else. I remember the service station, the escalator. I don't remember anything else. Then I remember being in the chairman's casino. Napoleon's. Yeah, that's where we were. He took us there, in there for a bit. Then I remember being in a nightclub in my flip-flops and glass everywhere. <laughs> um, and then God knows what time I left there. Then we, some of us went back to the hotel. And then I had to go and meet Paul um, at the training ground the next morning to talk about whether I was getting a contract or not, literally the next morning. And I hadn't, I hadn't slept and I went in. And I, I, I don't know what time it was, nine, ten. I still had a bottle of beer in my hand. And I went in, I got, brought in one as well. And we just sat there for 10 minutes, had a bottle of beer. And, and that was it. Went home. But but that, that, that point there, James, um, like we heard about we um we could what what why did you stop to come in that service station? Did, was it because that's what I mean? I, I have no idea because we had toilets on the coach, we had beers, food, everything on it. I don't I know why you must have you must have just wanted to get involved, surely. Like it probably was. It probably was probably, because probably you'd never do that normally. No. Well what what anyway, what an absolutely unbelievable day, what a season. Yeah. What a guy in general, what a guy. I think Stevie, I think you've got a question you want to ask James, aren't you, about how it all uh, ended? Yeah, you just touched on it there, um, James, just about that you had a conversation with um, Paul Sturrock. And I just wondered, was it a short conversation about um, whether he was going to stay on, or was it was it was the plan always just to be that it was just for that part of the season? Uh, no, I, I sat down um, and he, he said to me, "Look, um, we want to offer you a contract for next year." Um, so I'll be in touch with your agent. Um, I said, great. Then I just we just sat there for 10 minutes, spoke about something else, went home and never heard anything from the club again. So wow, yeah, never heard anything. What? So I weren't I weren't what? gonna go, but it, it was weird. It, I wasn't like I wasn't bitter or anything like what that about because because you said you got on with him and stuff, but he tried to get you. I did, I did, and then a couple of years later, I still speak to him now. I still email him and send him emails for advice on coaching and stuff like that so I, I held nothing against him or anyone it was just like okay they never called it was one one up there with my best day in my career best day in my life what a great time I had and good luck to, to everyone you know it's, I yeah, weren't bitter at all did about it proper down to earth proper humble guy that's meant, like, did you not try and ring him and just think did you try and ring no I weren't I weren't going to do that you know I just thought if they, if they want to speak to me, they'll speak to me. If not, then I left it four, five, six weeks and then I had to go and get sorted so I went and signed for mm. Peterborough. That's really um, sad, then. It's just really sad how it ended. Like, there's no bitterness, which a lot of people would have. But, yeah, that's... Um, I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something, James, about... So, Sonny Moore's right, like... Where did they finish the season? About 10, mid-table or something? Yeah, we're about, yeah, three or four points outside like, the because, playoffs. Just because when, when the last season they finished third or something or right near the top? Yeah, we finished... Not, I get mixed up because of COVID. Mm. What seasons we fucking in? Yeah, not no. last season. Not last season. The season before we we finished second. Late in Orient went yeah. straight up, and we we finished second three points either, behind them. Either way, either way, don't you think it's mental like that? Little Sonny Moore's could be in League Two. That's got to be an aim next season, isn't it? To get into the football league, and that that oh. is an achievement. That is an achievement. It's going to be huge if it happens. Which, which, to be fair, we, we should have went up then. We, we, we blew it. We had Leighton Orient at home, second from last game of the season. We drew the last three games of the season, so it was in our hands. Oh, no. I can't oh, no, believe I we... I didn't know that. Yeah, can't believe we, we threw it away. 
then we got beat by Fylde in the semi-finals wow. of the playoffs. There's some um, big, big teams though yeah, in conference. There's some big teams. Oh, massive. It's, but it's, it's not, not County and teams like that. Chesterfield, Notts County, Harley, Parleypool. We, we got changed. We played them a couple of months ago. And we got, we, we, had, we couldn't get changed in the changing room. We got changed in the bar. And um, up on the wall, the massive picture of their fans at the Millennium. And oh, wow. And, yeah. And there's actually a photo of me behind one of their players up on the wall. And like, our lads seen it. It started having the crack and that. But we were saying to them, I, they were, and Jimmy Shan, the manager, actually said to them, because I was telling Jimmy, I said, they were five minutes away from being a championship team. And now, Solly or Moores are playing, you know. know, 15 years later, we're playing them. And at that time, we were, we were above them in the league. I was looking... Um... I, I, well, actually, looking at when we we're there in 2012 in the uh, in League One. Obviously, we're going to be in League One next season. I think there's Charlton and Wickham, and there's one other. There's only three teams that last time we were in League One. That still, I think MK mm. Dons. I think are another yeah. one. They're the only three sides that that were that are still there, and all the others, like I said, Chesterfield, Notts County, right, Sheffield United were there. That, that um, you know, in 2012, there. I know they're in championship, but it's Torquay. amazing. I'm at yet Torquay. Mm-hmm. How many teams have have just dropped, you know, dropped yeah. down and gone, you know, gone the gone the separate ways and stuff. But uh, yeah, but yeah, um, James, Steve, Jamie, thanks for for joining, mate. It's been absolutely the most memorable, oh. memorable photo. <laughs> oh wow, that, <laughs> that captures it all. I'm I'm, I'm sure in background. <laughs> amazing but yeah thanks for thanks for joining us it's been amazing to uh, to, to hear some of the stories and stuff uh, uh, just I've just been smiling the whole the whole way through I'm sure people that are listening will be yeah, exactly same from the same. me Stephen thank you so much and thanks for listening Stephen keep listening no we're enjoying it and yeah. James what an absolute what an absolute amazing gentleman thank you very much I'll be honest with you I, I, I've had so much fun because see just talking about it it makes makes me happy because you don't have it anymore. Then I don't really speak to me mates about it because you know you don't. But to speak to you lads and hear your side of it makes makes me feel happy. So thanks oh, very much yourselves. That's brilliant. That Cheers. That. Cheers, James. Thank you very much. Cheers, so, uh... Okay, all the best, lads. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.